Al Snow tag team comedy featuring yeah coming up uh june 30th is going to be the premiere on premiere uh al you've had some successful teams before you've had in the ring steve blackman with head cheese chavo guerrero we spoke not too long ago about the the comic book series you're doing i know you did one with uh jesse goddard's too mm-hmm. now you're working with david on this stage show uh yes how did it come together? What What are you expecting? I know you taped it at uh, Zany's in Chicago. Talk a little bit about yeah. the event coming up. Sure. Uh, well, David and I had known each other for uh, some time. Um, we had met through a, a common friend, and that was Ken Anderson. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, David's been an accomplished comedian and um, musician and stuff for years. And uh, we, for a long time, bandied about the idea of uh, me doing uh, comedy, you know, like stand-up comedy and such. And, uh, you know, I was always so more heavily involved with wrestling at the time and and just didn't really have the focus or the opportunity to really devote myself uh, to it. And then it just so happened after due to time, uh, you know, uh, I got to give David credit. He was very persistent. you know, we, uh, we got together and, uh, decided we'd give it a shot and it's been going great. I mean, it's been really a lot of fun, very enjoyable. Uh, it's a new, uh, challenge for me, a new direction, um, you know, uh, with, with its own set of rules and things that I'm learning as I go. Um, you know, but Dave is really good at, you know, uh, me being able to lean on his experience and, uh, things like that. So it's, it's worked out really well. Um, we play off each other really well. And, uh, um, you know, the, the audiences have seemed like they enjoy it. I mean, nobody's come and thrown fruit at us on the stage or vegetables yet. So, uh, until that day comes, I think, uh, we're, we're at least hitting singles and doubles. We may not always hit a home run, but we're at least up at bat and getting to run the bases a little bit. So. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I, I agree with everything he said, especially all the nice stuff about me. <laughs> uh, so, so, David, you obviously have a lot of experience being on stage. Uh, Al, I know you have a great comedic timing based on talking to you before, but also, you know, your Twitter feed is full of these jokes. Yeah. How do you, how do you take that uh, and sort of translate it to the stage? Or maybe, David, you could speak to how you really fine tune what Al is good at as far as comedy and making it gel with you because, you know, you have your own routine. So does he, but you want to make sure it's a good fit and, you know, how do you make it all work? Well, I would, I would definitely say one of the the, the foundations of my ability to do comedy is I have a very diverse um, improv background. So my ability to kind of just go with anything that's thrown at me, um, literally create something out of nothing, right? So, you know, it, it it was never going to be a problem, no matter what Al's comfortability was, or and even in the beginning, it was like, you know, just lean on me, and I'll, and I'll, you know, we'll work together. The whole idea is to make each other look good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the one of the things that I think separates Al from a lot of the other uh, pro wrestlers who, who go into other career paths is, you know, not not to name drop, but there's we all know that there are certain comics, I mean, certain wrestlers who are doing comedy shows. Right. And so 
you know, if you go to those shows, not, not disparaging them at all, but it's not really comedy. It's it's really just them kind of regaling the audience with, you know, road stories, which is great. We love that. I, I consume that. But Al really writes jokes. I mean, he comes up with jokes. He understands the concept of a joke creation. He understands the setup, the misdirection, the punch. He gets all that. And and he and he just does that, as you mentioned earlier, just in conversation, you know, he's comedic. Just to have a conversation with Al, he's going to find the funny somewhere. And so um, I think going into it with Al, what we tried to create was something that, you know, obviously still gives a nod to the audience who's there because they're fans of Al's wrestling history. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, my, my selfish desire for Al, my friend, is to see him continue on specifically, you know, through a comedy universe and see if he can, you know, just keep doing what he does as far as joke creation. And and early on in our first couple of outings, you know, Al, it was probably, you know, 20% pre-written jokes and then, you know, 80% just kind of questions from the audience and going off of that. That, you know, as you're going to see in this, this special that's going to air Friday is I'd say now Al has gone to about 80% pre-written jokes uh, and about 20%, you know, like road stories and stuff. And uh, I'd love it to see if Al can go just a hundred percent, just going through a routine and, and all of his jokes and, and all of that. And I think we're getting there and um, you know, not, not like I said, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, enjoying Al talking about his experiences. That's, that's what it's all about. Uh, but as a comedian, it warms my heart to know that, especially doing multiple shows with Al, seeing some of the same jokes hit and like, yeah, Al's getting it. You know, I'm I'm really enjoying that part of the process. So I, I have the best seat in the house. I get to literally sit right next to Al and, and watch this guy um, find the funny in all the situations. And when, when the audience will say something or, you know, even remotely try to heckle, Al's already ready and then can respond and bounce bounce back and it, it's, it's a lot of fun so we we're really enjoying it and so with the the show we did at zany's in chicago um one of my one of my good friends and a really accomplished chicago filmmaker danny reyes uh was like hey i want to shoot that and uh you know i asked al i said are you cool with this and he said yeah let's do it so we shot it and it ended up looking really nice um and so we we you know pitched it to a, a couple of avenues and premier streaming network was the the winner so to speak and uh so we're just very excited to have this special come out. And now people who maybe didn't have the opportunity to catch us in their city can see kind of what the show's all about. And that's, uh, it's just a lot of fun. Do you have a comedy pet peeve, like being on stage as far as the audience participation aspect? But, you know, questions. I mean, I'll tell you right now. I mean, as far as the shows Al and I have done together, there really hasn't been any problems. Mm-hmm. Um, as a comic, sure. I mean, I have pet peeves when people, you know, heckle or start you know deciding that it's time to have a single conversation with a room full of other people who paid to see the show but uh but at the same time i you know i'm confident in my ability to roll with anything that there, nothing really bothers me hmm. um, it's just a matter of you know how hard i have to work on stage at any given moment al i'll, I'll pose the same question to you oh, if you want to relate yeah, I, playing like do you have any sort of pet peeves when you're when you're in your performing mindset no, not at all. I mean, I, I think that's, uh, you know, from the experience of wrestling all the years and interacting with the audience on different levels, that's so it's completely what, you know, in wrestling, that's what you do is you live off of and thrive off of the reaction of the audience. And, and you know, you're always 
looking for ways to keep control and take control and keep control of the audience and direct it in spite of itself. And, uh, you know, it doesn't bother me at all. I just play off of whatever happens um, when we're out there. And uh, to David's point, we've, we've not really had any problems with it. I mean, all the audiences have been great. You know, they're, you know, you get every once in a while, you know, there are situations where there may be a fan or somebody that wants to go into business for themselves and kind of make the show about them. But we really not, we've not really uh, experienced too much of that. We, you know, we had a really unique situation. David talked about it yesterday on another interview that we're doing, um, you know, out in the middle of nowhere in Illinois. And we went to this bar and, and, you know, there were women there having a birthday party and there were, the bar was full of people and there were all the noise and, you know, they were there to see a comedy show, but they weren't there to see a comedy show. And instead of just standing up there and just doing a comedy show, you know, we, David and I just immediately started interacting and reacting with the audience itself and making the audience the act. And, uh, and it was, it was a blast. We had a, we had a great time doing it. I mean, it was a really terrific experience um, by just not trying to stay within a certain confines and just going, you know what? screw it they they want to have fun this way well we'll have fun with them and uh yeah, it was, yeah. and it i was think we came up fun. with we came up with some pretty clever jokes too that night so it was it was a lot of fun yeah it was it was a really good time and they all had a really good time you know they they enjoyed it that much more because they were they were the show hmm. and yeah. boy were they ever the show they were the show <laughs> yeah i didn't mean this paint it in a negative context but the oh, no, one that came to mind was i just went to a show and it was sort of what uh david you were saying about how you know the one of the people in the audience kind of wants like one-on-one -on -one time where it's an audience yeah. like and they're usually drunk uh, yeah that's usually a, a safe indication <laughs> yeah but uh, i mean you can you can you can use it to entertain the rest of the audience you know and you can you can use the the person who is uh, wanting the attention by giving it to them and then, you know, using that to entertain everybody else at, at that, unfortunately, at that poor soul's expense. Yeah, so, yeah. you know. Uh, Al, I mentioned a couple of the things you, you've been up to. The uh, the comic book series has had a few, yes. uh, a few different volumes. OVW, you're, you're running that. Uh, there was a report that you were in talks with Netflix about bringing a show. I don't like, can you speak to that? Do you know? Anything? Uh, I, we had a project that happened last summer and, um, and we, there is a, a particular, you know, platform that it's going to be coming out soon on. I, I can't really go into much or elaborate much more about it, but it, you know, it concerns OVW and, and everything. And I think uh, it's going to be, I think pretty, pretty uh, cool and very big deal for for wrestling as a as a whole, and I think you know for OVW especially, I think it's going to be uh, fantastic. And uh, you know, with the comic book, you know we've uh, we've got two titles: the Ballad of Al Stonehead, which is uh, like a forty-page long story, um, all self-contained, and then the Adventures of Al Stonehead. And like you said, we I have the team up with Chavo and one with Jesse Goddard's uh, from Big Brother fame. And here, pretty soon, we're going to release one, uh, a team up with Tommy Dreamer uh, and one with uh, Scotty Tuhati as well. And the, the, the cool thing is, is that 
one, uh, you know, everybody thinks, oh, wrestling comic book, it's all about wrestling, but they're not. They're, you know, like the one with Chavo was a Western and Chavo was riding Pepe the stick horse and, you know, I'm running around with head in the old West. And, uh, you know, the one with Tommy Dreamer is set during a prohibition era with gangsters. Um, and the one with Scotty Tohati is like an assassins themed uh, story. They're all very true to the characters that you see in wrestling. Um, they just aren't centered around an arena and around a ring. And people want to find out more, then go to brokeniconcomics.com and check them out. Um, the ballad is an individual story. And like the very first issue was uh, uh, me uh, thinking that I'm a detective. I run a detective agency. I have Pierre and Pepper uh, who are assisting me. Um, and uh, I overhear that a waitress in a post-apocalyptic world, uh, she thinks that, you know, she's talking about the guy stole her heart. So I immediately take the case up to find and retrieve her heart. When I mistake the idea that it's, you know, stole her heart, meaning she's in love. And I think that the guy actually stole her heart. And so I go out and try to find it. And then the second issue of uh, the Ballad of Al Snow and Head I'm like a secret agent and I'm trying to infiltrate the enemy to the North, which is Canada. It's like the evil regime. And, um, and one big, one of the big splash pages, I end up punching an old woman in the face. So um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's true to the character and there are lots of little Easter eggs in it, but the, uh, yeah, the premise is that all of this happens inside my mental state inside my head. And, and as a result, because I'm crazy, so we can, you know, have different adventures and uh, some of the top names in the, the comic book world are working on it and art wise and lettering wise and coloring wise. And I mean, I'm, I'm, they're just the work that they've done on these things are amazing. Just incredible. I started laughing because I thought you and Scotty too hotty could be headworms. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People uh, have brainworms now, but I mean, headworms could. Yeah. It almost makes me think of centipede the movie you know <laughs> <laughs> well and speaking of movies al just you got done shooting a a, a sci-fi western right oh yeah so. yeah i'm uh working on a supernatural western called um unnatural and um and that one will be out um sometime in the future too so i don't know when al finds time to sleep ever right uh, <laughs> you're busy uh Dark Side of the Ring has a Marty Jannetty episode coming out. Were you part of that? And you, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, they uh, invited me to to do an interview and stuff, and you know, so you know, um, I hope it. I know it's going to show Marty being Marty, but I, I also hope that it shows that Marty, you know, should get a lot more appreciation and respect than what he has gotten over the years. Mm -hmm. So you know, um, that was my my tact um, during the interview was to try to, you know, show that Marty's a lot more than just what everyone sees on the surface, mm -hmm. you know. Is, so, is there something particular that you learned from working with him? Because he was an established name. Uh, as far as, you know, my experience or maybe like that mm -hmm. generation, the, at the time, Marty's an established name. He's coming off of the the Rockers run and, you know, the solo run. You were sort of new to the to the WWF, but mm -hmm. obviously you had experience before you got there, but is there something? Oh, know, tons. Something, yeah. Can you narrow, I mean, can you narrow it down to anything? I, no, nothing particular. I mean, there, you know, Marty was a wealth of knowledge and experience. And I can tell you that 
you know, uh, I know for a fact that Shawn Michaels can attribute a lot of what he learned because, you know, he came in after Marty and he, they put him with Marty to help Marty, Marty to help him. And, you know, and they clicked, you know, and, and a, a lot of what Sean is and what Sean became, uh, I think is a testament to that influence from Marty, you know, Marty, Marty was able to, and I learned as much, I'd already been in the business probably 13, 14 years by the time I had teamed with Marty. And, you know, the minute I, got around Marty and we were together all the time, man. I, I just started learning so many different things that I had no idea, you know, uh, just being around him. And, and that's why I say, I don't think Marty, I don't think Marty gets the credit that he really, and the respect that he really deserves uh, for how much of a, uh, you know, he got surpassed uh, by Sean, but by no means do I think that made Marty irrelevant and, you know, people, oh, I don't want to be the Marty Jannetty of the team. Let me tell you something. If you were to be the Marty Jannetty of the team, that would be an incredible compliment uh, for you to be considered that because I don't think people just appreciate just how good Marty really was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's kind of what I try to put forth on that dark side of the ring. Yeah. Uh... That'll be, I think it's five weeks from when we're recording now. Uh, I think it's in August, yeah. I yeah, think it's in August. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you saying that. Um, we've covered quite a bit, and I know, David, you have some tour dates on your website. Is there anything that you want to plug before we get out of here? Or maybe, Al, do you have any OVW events coming up that you want to get out there? I'll, I'll, I'll throw it Sure. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, you just go to my website, davidvoxmullen.com. It's, it's all the shows that I'm doing um, some with some without Al, obviously, but um, if you're looking uh, to book Al and I, if you, if you're a comedy club owner or if you're a venue owner, or you just want to, you know, create a, a night of comedy and you like wrestling, um, you know, definitely reach out and we're happy to, uh, you know, talk about getting the show in your area. Um, but um yeah, right now it's just doing stand up and 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 whatnot in various uh, cities. And uh, yeah, I know Al's got a bunch of stuff going on, and we just you know when we can get some more stuff booked up, we're going to do a, a bunch more dates. Yeah, uh, you know, on OVW, if anybody has any interest, they can go to ovwrestling.com. Uh, you know, if they have interest in the school, they can go to ovwacademy.com. It's the only. Uh, accredited by the state office of proprietary education as a trade school for professional wrestling sports entertainment and broadcasting in the world um and you know they can catch ovw live every thursday night on the easiest one is fight tv um from 7 p.m to 9 p.m eastern across the country and around the world we're on about we're in about 100 million homes from coast to coast and into canada Puerto Rico, Guam, Bahamas, Virgin Islands on a multitude of national networks. And um, uh, if they want to follow me on social media and just see some stupid, ridiculous jokes uh, every day, they can go to the Real Al Snow, dot, you know, Real Al Snow on TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and yes, I'd use the word Real Al Snow because there are some fakes and if you choose to fake being me, I'm just going to send you a message and go, come on, dude, to aim the bar higher. I mean, really, <laughs> why wouldn't you want to be like, you know, George Clooney or Brad Pitt or something, you know, you're thinking that you can just slide in under the radar and nobody's going to notice. Well, somebody <laughs> did, so. well, and I'll say this, just, you know, looking at, I mean, I, I heavily rely on Al's tweets every day to, uh, to get me through because his stuff is hilarious. What does everybody want? 
for you yeah. to watch the Al Snow tag team comedy featuring David Vox Mullen on June thirtieth. On the premier streaming network. On the premier streaming. Oh, I almost had the funny. Yeah. I almost <laughs> had it. I almost please, had it. pretty, please, pretty, please, rents do. Please watch. <laughs> and and if you liked it, tell all your friends. And if you didn't like it, tell them anyway. Yeah, yeah, tell them anyways. Then they can see if I suck and I'll still get paid. So and then, then you'll still get some of that fruit. Yeah, that's right. I'll still get the fruits and vegetables. <laughs> glass half full there uh thank you guys so much for your time today have a good afternoon thanks for having us you take care